0: in conversation with Paul Guerrera, CEO, Royal Agricultural Society of Victoria, talking about hosting Global Table at Melbourne Showgrounds and its journey from Milan. So, Paul Guerrero, Uh, It's good to see you again, Paul. Likewise, Um, Andy. So, you're chief executive of the Melbourne Showgrounds, Victoria Showgrounds.
1: Yeah, so Melbourne Showgrounds, Royal Agricultural Society Victoria, which has the right to operate the showgrounds on behalf of the owner.
0: So, we're here on your turf for Global Table presenting seeds and chips. That's right. So, you and I were over in Milan um, back in May, and it was a kind of pipe dream back at that time uh, around bringing this global uh, conference here to Australia. Yep. So you must be pretty pleased with the outcome so right, far. Just
1: just delighted. Yeah. I mean, from where we were back in May with, with an idea, people like you that I hadn't met, you know, people like Paul Woods, Got to know the Food and Wine Victoria team a lot better while I was over there as well, and yeah, to see it what five, six months later, um, in all its glory, it's just
0: fabulous. Yeah, and you must have a fantastic team behind the scenes that uh, are doing this as well. I do
1: like all of these. And when you look back, you know it's easy for us to sort of walk around and and high five everybody, but it's the team behind us that gets everything done. My team's been wonderful, Food and Wine Victoria team have been wonderful. I mean, when you think Andy. What we're sitting in is an empty shed most of the year round. In two weeks' time, where we're sitting, will be the cattle ring where the judging will be done. So for someone to come in and go, you know what, I'm gonna create this little city in this open space with these nooks and crannies, with these VIP areas, with these meeting rooms, it's quite extraordinary.
0: Yeah, and I think it also shows Australia off in its best light as well. So, and that's really important because this is not only a national meeting, but it's a regional meeting for Australasia and Southeast Asia as well. So having a fantastic facility like this really shows, shows the best of Australia. Can operate. Yeah, well, look, some of the conversations we had back in Milan were around how do we take season
1: chips, and turn it into an Australian context, and then I think there was a couple of us said, you know what, it's not an Australian context. How do we turn it into an Asia Pacific context? So we have to own it, and there were a number of changes made uh, to the agenda. Very fluid uh, through Milan, and then the months after you know, to get it to what it is today. And you know, the success speaks for itself. I mean, the delegate numbers are, are more than what we hoped. You know, the vibe is better than what we hoped. The speaker um, lineup is so impressive for a first year. It's amazing, and it, it does truly capture from. what we need from an Australian perspective and it's importantly it's an Australian perspective but it's starting to reach very much into the Asia-Pacific zone as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the the other other great thing is just the I think the formula uh, for seeds and chips has then been applied to Global Table here so, And the formula is, is different to a kind of summit where you get some uh, old, experienced people talking, you know, or you get a trade show where you might get established businesses really presenting. But here I think you have that mixture between experience and youth, and that's brought through from the innovators that are presenting, but it's also uh, from the startups uh, right through to the experience. So that kind of uh, linking of ideas and energy that comes through from youth together with experience uh, from more established areas I think that's something that we've really been able to do here I reckon that's so true the other thing I've noticed um, this week is when we talk
1: experience we tend to talk age mm. so you're right with the, the, the teen of and you know, people like yourselves that have been in this industry for a while and then i look at you know, people like me and others that have walked through that have very limited exposure to agriculture yet there's as many of those new people getting interested in the future of agriculture, the future of food, as there is many people experienced like you know, Marcos and Howard's and yourselves that have been in Paul Woods that have been around the industry for a long time. And that's what I'm really enjoying seeing yeah, yeah. Uh, this week is that that experience and that really deep experience, but that breadth in yeah. terms of, of people that are really now starting to be interested in how are we gonna feed the world in 10 years time, how are we gonna feed the world in 20 years time. Yeah.
0: No, that's right. And um, so you've got that relying back to um, uh, the, the sustainability goals, and that linking in to that whole thing sustainability, which kind of brings the components together. But also, when when you look, when, you know, when you go around some of the stalls here, there's really a lot of innovation, a lot of interesting new ideas uh, that are coming through. We have, you know, insect protein. We have a range of agtech, uh, the robots that are uh, on show, and um, I mean, some of those those areas uh it's so the quiet. um uh, the key, the key innovation there is around technology, but usually then they're focused around uh, some of the sustainability aspects of yeah. what we're looking at. So, and that, that's also a critical component here. Is so really? it's not just a kind of high-level discussion of how we're going to get to address the uh, the SDGs, but it's how we're going to do that through technology, and that's the innovation piece. You, you
1: can't—that's uh, that, so true. You can't help but walk through this pavilion yeah. and be touched by a number of things. Uh, you will walk through stalls, right? you will walk past people that you know, you will walk into a big area where there's an open conversation uh, going on about agriculture or sustainability or a combination of both. You'll see demonstrations of where technology is starting to make a real difference um, in agriculture. You'll see ministers with people that, you know, they hadn't met before doing a, you know, take five. Yeah. And then you'll walk into the wings in two of the smaller rooms, but still two of the larger rooms to see panel conversations going on with four rooms. Yeah. Down to the back where there'll be a number of exhibitors that, that not only believe in the space, but have taken their technology, applied it to food and are making better food more efficiently and more sustainably than ever before then you're up the stairs and you're seeing truly is there a better lineup of speakers in a plenary for a conference of this type anywhere in asia pacific i don't think so you know to have john kerry to open it right followed up by howard today you know tomorrow brings a completely different view in terms of the future of food with plant-based we're so lucky to have all of that come together under one roof. Yeah,
0: that's right. And so you know, the statistics are pretty impressive here as well in terms of, so this is the first year, the first year it's been organized. How many many delegates do we have from how many countries? There's over 3,000 delegates. Yeah, okay. Um,
1: And it's not just day one, right? So day one was 3,000 delegates came through the doors. Day two, and we're sitting at the end of day two, there's 3,000 delegates (laughs) come through the doors day two. So there's new and repeat. Uh, We think there's about 26 countries that have been represented, which is just extraordinary when you think about it. All the way from Italy. um, Clearly the founders of Seeds and Chips had a hand in that. But there is through to the US with John Kerry. And and then that's amplified with The Economist and other global papers picking up the story as well. And then back into our friends in Asia. This is something that Australia can be really proud of. it's, It's the first conversation of this type. Uh, first Congress um, of this type, and it's probably the first time many people have been introduced to the sustainability goals um, that, right. you know, according to Marco, are going to be very much part of our vernacular going forward.
0: So I think that's right. So the you know conversation around the sustainability goals has been a bit slow starting here in Australia. Probably yep. everybody would have accept that uh, it's not necessarily a criticism, particularly when you consider that. Probably the, the birthing of those ideas probably happened between Europe and the US, yeah. uh, where you've got the strongest UN links. Yeah. But what has been surprising is how quickly uh, those sustainability goals are now being incorporated into a range of businesses, yeah. and we're seeing kind of exponential incorporation now within Australia. And yeah. that, that's promising for the future. Well, I think it's yeah. You
1: know, I think it's actually really exciting. I think it's yeah. given you know some of the businesses here that have been aware of it. a real impetus to say this is significant in the global uh, piece finally a congress has come to town that says yeah this is significant but added speakers that can increase that significance as well
0: and it's a message of hope and the hope is then linked not only with technology but the economic return from focusing on that element so in terms of the trillion dollar markets that's available for moving uh, our our lifestyles to a sustainable base It's, it's
1: I mean, you and I talked a bit about this last night, um, and you know, I told you about my son, who's year 12, um, and he's finally decided that he wants to spend his future in sustainability and renewables. Mm. When I talked to him about what that looked like, he said, Dad, I, I can see this growing um, to be a not only a real uh, career, but a very important career in terms of where things are going. So... Match that with the teenovators that we've seen over the last two days. They see sustainability, they see renewable through a much different lens than you know, people with grey hair like you know me and lesser extent you, know, <laughs> you have got because they're taking too it. Kind yeah. They're taking it at a different time. Yeah. Right? They're seeing it through a different lens because the world that's ahead of them yeah. is kind of different to the world yeah. that was ahead of us back at that age as well. So kind of I've got that feeding in from my son, got that feeding in from the teenovators. And for me, it's starting to plug all that together to say, you know what, they're right.
0: So and you're, you're harnessing that, that youth to really focus on those issues. So I remember... You know, when I was at university, the big issue was it was actually around poll tax. Yeah. So it was actually around some of the social inequalities yeah. that were actually embedded within society. Yeah. And of course, we got up, we joined the so you know the uh, the poll tax. I was going to say riots, but the demonstrations against the uh, the poll tax. Yeah. But it, there was that energy that together you could actually solve something. And I think that's what we're seeing around the sustainability de- debates. You know, young people are recognising they have a voice and they have an energy. to Shift the debates and movements, that,
1: and I, I love the line John Kerry used yesterday. And but if you're here, you're interested in making a difference. Yeah, all uh, right. Now, some people would have come yesterday for the opening keynote because it was John Kerry, yeah, uh, probably no real agenda other than coming to see John Kerry. I'll guarantee you, they walked out of that um, session yesterday thinking, I have to act, yeah, right. I now understand the urgency on this, yeah. I have to act, and as Kerry said at the end there. Yeah, you're part of the solution. If you're here today, you're part of the solution. And I think that's what we're getting the buzz around. If you're part of Global Table, you've chosen to be part of the solution. Right? And I think it, it, it's upon us all now to take that message and go and do something with it. Yeah. I'm really excited by what the next 12 months uh, looks like. So when we see Global Table version two, How far will we have come in 12 months? What other businesses will have been inspired? What changes will have been made to the businesses? What new foods have been produced off some of the ideas um, that have been here? And what new research has been done to say, actually, put your efforts um, into this area because it can make a difference.
0: So. I think uh, Kerry's speech is one of the most inspirational I think I've ever seen. Yep. It was a real call to arms. Yep. Um, I, I think Aram, it's heavily motivated uh, people here but already the conversations uh, around the traps here is what are we going to do next year? What are we going to showcase next year? So we just had a, a session on uh, native foods yep. and what they want to see is they want to see a whole section devoted to the native foods of Australia and the new products and produce that are coming through. So again, if we can get that into the program for next year and get those uh, those ideas there, you're very open to that flexibility and just presenting some of the new ideas. No doubt. We were, I was lucky enough to be at
1: a lunch with John Kerry um, yep. yesterday and we had one of Australia's great chefs um, who's um, he the head chef owner of Attica. It's Australia's number one restaurant. Um, and Ben designed the menu around indigenous foods right so it's happening already can we then make it available on a commercial scale there's no question about that we experimented in a former life with an indigenous um, chef using indigenous foods ten years ago right so in ten years we've made at least a big step in terms of the number one restaurant in Australia having an indigenous uh, focus I think the time for the next step will be a lot shorter. So to your point, what will we see next year in the next 12 months? You know, off the back of um, Howard Shapiro's talk today and the investments that he's helping make uh, in Africa, the challenge and the call to arms out of his conversation today was, hey, you know what? There's indigenous foods in Australia that are suffering the same as what the indigenous foods in Africa were. Right. Do something about it. Yeah. Do something about it. Yeah. So the conversation is now alive. And I think in the next 12 months, there'll be a number of people that are going to do something about it. Ben's led the way the speech that you saw today around the indigenous foods there's people out there willing to share uh, and that's what i've seen through this congress the willingness to share information i think the conversation we're having
0: in 12 months time will be about wow well, how far have we come in such yeah. a short period of time so people succumb to global table uh, because it's the barometer of innovation for the nation you're yeah, able to I mean, see what's what's changing you can measure that you can see the new ideas that will be coming forward and this is the place that will showcase that we kicked around in in milan what is it you know, did, you know, global table what does it mean
1: i think andy we landed on you know, global table will be a conversation about the future of food right whether that's traditional agriculture whether that's the new innovations through plant-based whether that's where technology meets agriculture, whether that's in the production of food. It is the future of food. And I think that's what we've been able to do this year at Global Table, is really have a focus on what the future of food is. Not just today, but for a sustainability piece as well. Good.
0: So I've got one last question for you, Paul. So uh, out of all the 17 sustainability goals, um, which one would you pick as uh, your favourite or the one which really resonates with you the most? It's I've had really? answers from that from uh, all of them down to, uh, yeah, I don't know what they are, which is quite interesting anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's, and it's an interesting question for yeah. somebody that hasn't been immersed in that sustainability uh, conversation. Um, so I've looked at them all and I can tell you that they all uh, resonate. Um, but after hearing John Kerry's speech, I went home last night. We went out, and was, you know. I went home last night. The sun was still up, and I told him that I was you know, hearing John Kerry and uh, that you were know, having lunch with John Kerry. And he asked me how was it. And I said it was good. I introduced Matt, to his name. I said, Matt. We talked about the Sustainable Goals. He said, "Oh yeah, the 17." And so what I want to do is do two things. One, I want to have a conversation with him around okay of the 17. Uh, which one resonates and and why and what do you see with the others number one and number two which one can we bring to life here at the showgrounds yeah and so after I have both of those conversations so one with my son and then one with the team here I'll come back to you and say this is one we picked yeah and we picked it because we can make a difference in the next 12 months and I'd love with Global Table 2 being here, I would love to show what we've done
0: yeah. off the back of those so seven you really adopt one one of and then help deliver it. Yeah. If,
1: if we don't own it, yeah. right, it'll just be another congress that we go to. Okay. Now what difference will we have made? What what will I have done as a result of being here? All right, and it's not enough to say, yeah, I like that one and do nothing. So I want to I wanna grab one, I want with the help of the team to own one through my son's lens, get to know one. And then we'll pick it, and then we'll go and we'll make a difference with it. So I know that didn't answer your question directly,
0: but. Take it on notice, that's fine. So (laughs) I will
1: write to you once I've picked, and then when you come back next year, right, and we have another conversation, we'll say, that's what we did, Andy, and here's the outcome of it as a result.
0: Paul Gouarrett, thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you, Andy. Great to see you. In conversation with Andy Lowe a series of podcasts looking at food, biological resources, sustainability and innovation.